Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. For nearly three years, a trip to the hospital or doctor's office has always started the same way, by putting on a mask. But today, that is changing at some Chicago hospitals. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Starting today, March 27th, all Advocate Healthcare locations in the Chicago area are dropping the mask requirement in most circumstances. Could other healthcare settings be next? In a moment, we'll hear from University of Chicago infectious disease specialist Dr. Emily Landon. But first, let's hear from Chicago Sun Times reporter David Struitt. Advocate's a major Chicago hospital group. What changes is it making today, David? Sure. Uh, since the COVID lockdown, um, all hospitals in Illinois have had this mask mandate. Advocate was one of them. Uh, they're one of the first hospitals now or systems to um, kind of get rid of it. In most cases, they're not going to have the mask requirement. Uh, this will be except in like pediatric um, situations or oh, okay. yeah, or if somebody's on isolation precautions because they have COVID. Other, so it's going to be mask optional from now on. So if you're going in to see a family member or a friend that um, that has COVID and is being, I guess, quarantined or so, you'll still have to wear a mask as usual. Exactly. But in most cases, you're not. And Advocate has, uh, they're actually in charge of some of the biggest hospitals in the Chicago area. You got uh, Illinois Masonic in Lakeview. You got Christ Hospital in uh, Oak Lawn. And uh, they also got a location in Park Ridge. What did you hear from Advocate doctors and, and leadership about why now, why they're making this change? Yeah. So they say they're following the science and the data. Uh, cases have been in a downward trend long enough that they say, they're following CDC guidance. They feel safe now that they can drop the mask mandate. Mm. So back in October, uh, Governor Pritzker signed an executive order to drop the mask mandate uh, for healthcare settings. But at the time, we didn't see a lot of healthcare facilities changing course. Was that right? You're right. Yeah, Advocate is one of the first hospital systems in Illinois to you know drop Took a this few mandate. months. <laughs> um, the timing of Pritzker's executive order was right before. Uh, winter, which is when you usually see an upward trend. Um, we did this year. It wasn't as big as last winter. Uh, but uh, I think Man, now... I remember that winter. Exactly. <laughs> Omicron. Yeah. yeah. So the doctors explained that um, they feel comfortable now. Cases are low enough and they expect them to stay low, that they're comfortable making this decision. And But they said that they will reinstate these, uh, the mask mandates if cases do go higher. So mm-hmm. this isn't a permanent change necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it, I mentioned my appointment two weeks ago. I went in with, with my, my daughter, and I think we were just so uh, aloof at sort of where things were at the time. Uh, we walked in unmasked, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, right, we have to grab a mask. Sorry about that. Like, we were so apologetic, um, not realizing that, like, it was still a thing. Right. Masking change, uh, habits, they've changed. And hospitals right. are some of the last public places where, you know, it's still proper to be wearing them yeah. and actually mandated in most hospitals. Yeah, so. I felt like I felt shamed. I had to borrow from them because I, I actually <laughs> didn't have one on me. Um, what are you hearing from patients? Because I, I can't imagine that everyone is on board with this. Yeah. Um, my colleague, Stefano, he, he, he went out to Illinois Masonic when this was announced on Friday he spoke with a few patients and got mixed reactions. Uh, most of them seemed that they they want to keep the mask mandate, obviously. We're just so used to wearing them and, you know, in a hospital where a lot of people are sick. It just seems they, they were saying it seems right to just continue them. 
Um, although some people are comfortable uh, not wearing masks. He spoke with a pregnant woman who was, she said she was experiencing shortness of breath and she doesn't like to wear masks. And she said she's vaccinated and she was comfortable not wearing mm. them. She was, so she's comfortable with the changes. Yeah. I know that um, just even knowing folks that work in, in healthcare, uh, there's a lot of talk of um, making masking the standard, just talking about how it's it's just been so, they're so used to it, making it the standard for patient care, just like how gloves are the standard when, you, when you're drawing blood, for instance. What's the argument there? You're right. I Okay. In the healthcare setting, you're dealing with sick people, yeah, and you want to stay safe. And it seems, it, you know, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, when I go to into hospitals, I, it just seems like the right thing to do, and I feel like a lot of people agree with that. But clearly, the hospitals, you know, they want to make most of their patients feel comfortable. So Absolutely, changing with the time. Well, let's hear from someone who works in that setting. Joining us now on the phone is Dr. Emily Landon, infectious disease specialist with the University of Chicago. Welcome back, doctor. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Good to talk with you again. I, I'm curious what you make of advocates' approach. Yeah, I think it, it is a lot of healthcare organizations are trying to think about how to adjust their masking strategy with respect to COVID care. And I think the most important thing to remember is that universal masking is a source control strategy where you try and get everybody to wear even low-quality masks to sort of tie up or, or sort of contain all of the respiratory viruses in those masks and keep it out of the air around you, which reduces the need for sort of high quality filtering masks. But we also recognize that that means that everybody has to wear a mask. And so I think some institutions are thinking about switching their strategy to one where they have higher risk individuals wearing higher quality masks, mm. or where they sort of carve out places where the higher risk patients are and those might stay masked. So I think that you're going to hear about a lot of organizations as they sort of figure out how to make, like, what strategy was going to work best in this building, in this patient population, in this um, this patient flow, based mm -hmm. on the ventilation that we have, the community prevalence. And I think it's probably reasonable for some to sort of carve out some places where masks are don't need to be universally worn. But I also think that you may see others that decide that they're going to keep that. And I think it's going to be a while before healthcare figures out exactly what the right thing to do is in the long term. Yeah. Well, picking up on, on where, where David and I left off here, I'm thinking about two broad groups, Dr. Um, one, you know, being relatively healthy folks, they're vaccinated, they don't have any pre-existing conditions or comorbidities. Um, the second being uh, the more vulnerable folks, maybe they're older, maybe they just can't get vaccinated for some reason, maybe they're immunocompromised. How do we ensure that that second group remains safe in a healthcare setting? Again, what David said, we're talking about sick people. David, Sasha, you are you guys are both thinking exactly the same way as every single infectious disease specialist and hospital epidemiologist in America right now. And some hospitals are going to do that by having some of their areas of care are still going to require routine masking. And some are going to um, encourage, you know, remember those those people who are accessing, especially outpatient health care, are also going to the grocery store and living their lives and managing that risk with the with the help of their doctors through things like 
appropriate use of masking in mm-hmm. the right settings and vaccination and early medication treatment. And so some hospitals have decided that in the places where those high risk people are going to be, we're going to or where they're going to be concentrated, we're going to have everybody still wear masks. But in places where they are, you know, waiting in line at the cafeteria for food or whatever, maybe it's okay to just have them wear their high quality filtering masks the same way they would if they were going to um, any other like a bookstore. Right. Or yeah. So I think I think it's just two different. I think it's just two different strategies. No one's abandoning masks. David, just so we're clear, there's nothing preventing patients from wearing masks at Advocate, right? They're just no longer going to be required starting today. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an optional policy. It's an optional policy. So, doctor, if COVID numbers, if they continue to stay at or below existing levels, could we see a future where more hospitals and more healthcare settings, you think, start to do what advocates doing and, and drop and ease these mask requirements? Yeah, I think there are two. Uh, yes, I think that as we go through time, more places are going to try and tailor the masking requirements so they feel like they're only using them when they need to use them. And then there's going to be other times um, where everybody's going to need to wear masks because the prevalence in the community is high or the patients are more vulnerable in that area. So I think you should be flexible as a as a person that's coming to healthcare. If you're high risk, you should definitely be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what. But I think, yeah, you're going to hear more. Um, inst- I have to know many of us are talking about this from all the institutions in Chicago. And there are different ways of getting that message out. You know, the one caveat that I would have is there are certainly some organizations and some institutions, fewer in Illinois and Chicago, but some who are more interested in removing masks because of the political considerations or because of the, you know, sort of perception of, you know, anti-COVID folks as opposed to thinking about what's the right thing to do from a health standpoint. Mm. But the vast majority of the hospitals that I know are, have really robust programs of figuring out when it's safe for people to be mask optional and when it's going to be more appropriate for people to be wearing masks. Yeah. And I don't think masks are gone for good. So look for that kind of nuance in these programs. Um, and if you're going to a place where they're like, oh, we don't need masks, you never need to wear a mask, that's probably not the kind of healthcare setting that you're going to be safe in, Yeah. you know, given that all of us could be in that situation at one point or another. Those are some interesting points. David, anything you're looking at next? I wonder what questions might still remain for you. Uh, We're curious if other hospitals are going to follow. Is this going to be a trend? You know, I mean, we reached out to a bunch of other hospital systems. They say they have no plans to change. No plans yet. But who knows if Advocate, you know, starts this other hospital system. And if it seems to be working. Go ahead, doctor. I don't think that Advocate is... is, um, Every one of us are talking about where we can safely um, let go of routine universal masking. And, but I think it'll be sort of announced in different ways by different places, depending on what message they're trying to send to their, um, their constituents, their consumers, their patients. We'll leave it there. We've been speaking with David Stewart from the Chicago Sun-Times and Dr. Emily Landon, infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. Thank you both. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Daniel Tucker and edited by Stephanie Kim. If you like what you're hearing, and we hope that you do, give us a rating wherever you're listening. It helps other folks find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll meet again soon.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.